Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad, no one will film it. These brave podcasters will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads with Sean McBee, Kelly Levier, and Joshua Baker. Yes, that's right. You heard correctly. Kelly Levier is back with us. She's been very busy. But they they we, pulled me in. They found me. They dragged me in. She was on walkabout. <laughs> in Australia. With, with Nick Cave. We, we wrangled her. <laughs> yeah, barely. Anyway, uh, what we're doing is... Uh, I mean, you saw the title when you clicked on it. It's Wonder Woman by Joss Whedon from 2006. This draft dated August 7th, 2006. Right before the internet was the internet. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> This, this was written right before iPhone was announced. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Announced. I had that flip phone. The kids who were born when this script was going to be made are in high school now. Um, mm. There weren't people that are, were like all shitty about their Android phones having features because their Android phones hadn't been conceived of. It's, it's a whole different world at this point. Yes. Joss Whedon is at this point... Um, He's only got one feature film under his belt, which is Serenity, as a director. Mm -hmm. He had written, of course, the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but we know how that went. (laughs) Unfortunately. Um, But, you know, he had had, uh, River Tam and Buffy and all the other Slayer characters on Buffy. He was known as the the guy for writing the, the strong, empowered female characters. I don't know that I would say River Tam is like a really huge empowered female. She had to get saved a lot because she was mentally handicapped for a big part of that. On the show, but in the movie, which came out the year before this, she became like super ninja badass. Yeah. I don't know. She was still Forrest Gump ninja <laughs> badass. <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, fair. I'll give you that. But, uh, he still had that reputation. Yeah. He was the go-to guy for your, More for like, your badass women. He hadn't yet lost that reputation. <laughs> I think when the when it was announced that he was writing Wonder Woman, everybody was like, yes, that's the guy. Perfect. Good job, DC. Go get him. Now, this just came out, leaked, uh, not too long ago, a year or so. It was right after... His wife came out and said he is not a feminist icon. <laughs> He's really kind of a shithead, and he uses he used our marriage as his shield to call himself a feminist icon. I think she used the term shield even like not great. Uh, and then this drops, and everyone's like, "Wow, this is real sexist and shit." And that's really all I know about it is that it's supposedly really sexist. In researching, I did um, see a lot of things that broke down all the story points, and I ignored it all because I want to be surprised with you guys. Because here we are. Surprise. 
So that's that's basically all I've got. We're back together so for that? more sexist um, shit. <laughs> Actually, I have a little bit more. Yep. Uh, you guys dragged me back for sexist shit. I Joss, Joss said that the reason this did not get made was because everybody hated it. Well, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't offer any like weird excuses about budget or blah blah blah. He just said no. It, everybody hated it, so they didn't make it. And apparently, his choice to play Wonder Woman would have been Kobe Smulders. Ooh. Um, I don't know who that is, but it sounds like a she's porn She's Maria star. Hill. Maria in Hill in Avengers, Avengers. Also directed by Joss Whedon. Smulders. She was also in How I Met Your Mother. She was Robin. Yeah, no. I don't. You guys watch a lot of TV. I okay. did not watch How I Met Your Mother. The lady uh, that's always with Nick Fury. Oh, okay. The brunette. That's yeah, her. I got you. You should know who that is before you go into Spider-Man. I'll just tell you that. Before going to Spider-Man? Yes. Right, so that's that for us. Um, Let's go. Nothing happened last episode that has anything to do with this script. So <laughs> we'll just go right in. Fade in. In the time of the ancient Greeks, the most powerful warriors on Earth were the Amazon women. Proud, mighty, and cunning, they were never defeated in battle. Legend tells that apes... Oh, Ares? Ares. <laughs> Sorry, this is like a... I, I, thought, I thought it was going to say, like, there were the Amazons, and then men descended from apes. <laughs> this, this, this I mean, is, yeah, we're off to a great it's start. true, it's true. This is a Xerox copy with a watermark across every page, by the way. Legend tells that Ares, the god of war, grew jealous of their power and had them imprisoned, their wrists bound in mystical chains, chains that robbed the Amazons of all their power. Shamed and imperiled, the Amazon queen Hippolyta prayed to Athena, goddess of wisdom, for deliverance from their slavery. The Amazons vanished from the earth. I also love that we... Went from Rome to Greece. Yeah, well, why not? From one script right to the next. Perfect. Exterior, sky, day. We see the roiling gray fury of a storm, and an old twin-engine prop plane roars into frame from above us. She bucks bravely amidst the wind, rain, and crackling flashes of lightning. We can hear her practically shaking apart. Interior, plane, continuing. Inside, the noise is even worse. Boxes of cargo, most with a red cross, shake and pitch with the plane. The pilot holds the steering column as it bucks. Maybe 30 kind, determined eyes in a workman's... Oh, maybe 30, that's the age, kind, determined eyes in a workingman's face. It's written really weird, dude. (laughs) I do expect that the script overall will be well... Plotted, constructed, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's it's gonna be a good script as a script. I think the problems are gonna be with story and theme. Mm. But you know, I thought the same thing about Bill Goldman. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Trevor takes a hand off the wheel long enough to jiggle the radio toggle. He has to shout just to hear himself. Groundlings, this is lame duck. Come back. His answer is static. 
the plane pitches. This is lame duck. I got to force gazillion hurricane in my face. Visibility is zero and my readings are angle. The dials are spinning and moving uncontrollably. They're shot. My instrument. We're doing really great this time. I know, right? Yeah. They're shot. My instrument panels having serious emotional issues. I am lost at sea. (laughs) Ben, Griffin, come back. Lightning rides down inches from the wing. Steve banks hard as his radio crackles. A South African accent coming through. Lame duck. Wait, hold on. I got it. Juba. No, no. South African is... South African. South African, yeah. South African, yeah. Lame duck. This is ground. Come back. Ben. Steve, be advised. There may be a a weather pattern heading... What? There may be a little weather. Okay, I'll look out for that then. Can barely read you. What's your bearing? The scorching pop that makes Steve throw off his headset. Communication fried. He concentrates on looking ahead. Sorry, that music was too much for me. Me, 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 me. Exterior plane continuing. Lightning hits the left propeller. Steve stubbornly rides the wheel as she starts tilting down bucking sporadically. Steve's face sets as he realizes he's not going to make it. Angle. The windshield is pounded by rain, then isn't as the clouds whip away to reveal an island, green and lush. What the hell? Where the hell? Where the hell? (laughs) The grinding of his dying plane reminds Steve to stop wondering where he is. He scans the terrain for a landing spot, but this side of the island is all trees and waterfalls. Can I just say real quick, this is the most patently obvious way to open a Wonder Woman movie. Like, this Steve is pretty Trevor, much how the new Wonder Woman opened. Yeah, it's. I would have appreciated something else. It, there's just something doesn't sit right with me about opening a Wonder Woman movie with Steve Trevor with the dude. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Like, the one dude in the thing, like, let's give it to him first, and then... You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be cool if they were, like, having, like, a sword ceremony or, like, like an intimate talk between the queen and... How they opened up with the training and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the training. Yeah. Training montage. Or even, like open with her off the island and go back and tell this. Yeah. You know? Mm. Just give us a little teaser or something. Just start us with... Strike one, Joss. Strike one. Yeah. I mean, yes, sure. The new movie did the same thing. Kind of. They did open with the training montage, though, didn't they? I don't remember. Or going back. Her looking at pictures. I think it was her looking at the war picture from modern day. That they set up in that really great movie. Batman vs. Superman. Dawn of what the fuck. Alright. So, he banks toward a river, the thing most resembling landing, a landing strip. The plane dips, a peak between him and the river. Interior-exterior plane, continue. It clears a, mountainous, a mountainous peak by inches. Steve pulls up on the column with everything he's got. 
The plane skims treetops and clears to the riverbed. The back hits first, then the front slams down, water geysering up in front of Steve as the plane rockets down the river, clipping the trees on the bank with its wings. The river takes a sharp turn and the plane heaves off to the side, taking out trees, bucking brutally. Steve's chair wrenches out of its mooring and he tumbles back, strapped in and helpless as he bounces off walls and huge metal boxes are tossed on top of him. The plane spins out, hitting an incline and sliding sideways downhill till it's stopped short by a couple of big trees. As it settles, the camera moves above it, then past, to show the nearly endless ravine the trees kept it from plummeting into. At the bottom of the ravine, a pool of blue, blue water, fed by a waterfall on the other side. Interior, plane, continuing. The terrible wrench of violated metal stops. That does say violated, right? Yep. Yep. Steve wriggles out of his chair, but his legs caught under boxes and reaching for it, he realizes he's got a broken wrist. He breathes heavily, looking around for a way out of this. The thump on the roof makes him jump. He looks up, not understanding what he's hearing. Then there is another. Something's on top of the plane. His eyes fearfully follow the sound as it moves up the plane. He looks about for something to defend himself with. Something tugs at the door. Steve watches as, with an agonizing screech, it gives a bit. And a bit more. Angle. The door as it is pulled right off its hinges, and there stands the silhouetted girl in the archaic white shift, peering into the plane as the door continues to twirl in in air behind her, finally dropping out of sight as she steps tentatively into the plane, and we hear a distant splash. Close on, the girl. Does she have to be a girl? Not a woman? How old is she right now? Maybe she's really young right now. Oh, that's true. To say she is beautiful is almost to miss the point. She is elemental, as natural and wild as the luminous flora surrounding. Her dark hair waterfalls to her shoulders in soft arcs and curls. Her body is curvaceous, but taut as a drawn bow. I hope she's not a girl. Now we're hoping she's a woman. (laughs) Because we've been here before. I thought you said Joss Whedon. <laughs> she wears burnished metal bracelets on both wrists, wide and intri- intricately detailed. Her shift is of another era. We'd call it ancient Greek. Yeah, yeah, we, we would. We would. Yeah, we read the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, right. She is barefoot. She looks about her with intense curiosity. Her face coming out of silhouette and into the light. Even as she concludes. It's hollow. As she steps in a bit more, Steve gets a look at her. This is definitely not what he expected. Hey. She starts at his voice, instinctively moving back toward the doorway, though more in strategy than startlement. Wait, no, I, uh, I need help. I'm, I'm stuck here. Do you speak English? You literally just hold me, heard me speak, yeah. We can gather. I speak English. She steps in, checks out his plight. Hi. Yeah, it's my leg. It's it's pinned. It's pinned. 
if you could get to a phone, get some equipment here to... Squatting, she pulls the box off him with one hand, never even looking at it as she tosses it back up onto a shelf. She stares at him intently. You look horrible. The leg's okay, but I think my wrist is broken. No, your face. It's so... She can't find the word, but her gesturing to her own chin might indicate it's the stubble that's throwing her off. Well... I was crashing, you know. I didn't have time to gussy up. I saw. Your glider doesn't seem to understand the air very well. Storm fried my engine. I didn't even think I was going to make it. Actually, I'm not entirely sure I did. She reaches for his face, touches it. Realization breaks her face into a wondrous grin. You're a man. With man bolded like that, I... I almost want to read it as, You're a man! (laughs) (laughs) Wow, no getting anything past you. But he's as mesmerized as she, neither of them moving as her fingers sensuously trace his face. After a time... Who are you? Diana. Steve. Trevor. It's, uh, nice to... The plane lurches again, breaking the spell not a little. We gotta get out of here. She slides her arm around him, gracefully pulling him both up, pulling them both up and moving to the door. He looks down at the abyss. Whoa, no, not not a plan here. She grabs his shirt front and sticks him out over the ravine. Exterior plane continuing. No, wait, Jesus. It's all right. It's not all right. Try to roll. Watch your arm. Roll where? She heaves him up and over. He lands on top of the plane, rolling and sliding till he goes off the other side. He lands hard, takes a moment to recover, and looks up. You feel safer now? Angle. Steve has 15 sharp, gleaming spears in a semicircle around his head. They are held by 15 women, armored in... I, I'm glad it's not seven and a half women. <laughs> One in each hand. <laughs> Armored and helmeted in the Greek style. Backlit enough to be dark and almost inhuman. Yeah, be. Maybe. Those are N's. Maybe. That's weird. Exterior outside the city. Day. They march, their feet tromping with grim precision. They have encircled him and bound his wrists with rope. That's going to hurt with his broken wrist and all. Tough it out, Steve Trevor. Tough it up, man. Diana walks beside him, staring at the enormous, austere Hephaestia, captain of the guard, who holds the other end of the rope that leads the captive Steve. Look, I just want to use a phone. I've got important supplies on my plane. There's people waiting. Hephaestia yanks his rope, and he goes to his knees. Hephaestia! She moves to help him up. He stands, continues walking. So, did any of you guys hear about the 20th century? It just happened. It was so cool. This is not as it should be. I'll make it right. You can be Hephaestia. You want me, I, you want me to talk to myself? You could, Yeah. But, but it'd be funnier if you Yeah, did. it'd be funnier if you're the captain of the female card. <laughs> Fine. I'll do ladies some more. Yay! <laughs> it is not to be spoken to. You overstep your authority, Hephaestia. 
and you have broken the first law. How do you think the queen will take that? That's my concern. Yes, it is. By all rights, your fate should be his. And who will administer my fate? You? Hephaestia backs off, turns, and begins them marching again. You should have killed it. I will not kill a helpless human. For the record, I'm not helpless. I'm just biding my time till I wake up. The last trails off as they eat, as they reach the top of a hill and look out at Themyscira. Themyscira. Um, I thought you had yeah. it the first time. Them, themis, themis, you know, it's Themyscira. It's Themyscira. Themis, themiscara. Yeah. But when you're looking at the word, it does not want to be Themyscira. Themyscira. So I had to, I had to literally look away from the word to say it properly. Looking for that mascara. As they look and look out at Themyscira. It's a vision of a city nestled in the lush green hills. Greek in many aspects. Yeah, we get it. It has an organic look that is particular to the Amazons, not just straight stone columns. More than a hundred women are visible, walking, talking, weaving, forging. There is an arena near the bottom with women training at games and sword play. As our gaze sweeps over the city, it lands on top of the hill, where the queen's court sits. It is wide open, majestic, but not gaudy. Where the hell am I? This is Themyscira. Home. Whose home? The Amazons. The Amazons are a legend. We are? Good. We should be. <coughs> Exterior, within the city, a bit later. They pass by open shops, but there is little commerce being done as every eye locks on the man being led by. The Amazons were Greek and ancient. How can you speak my language? All languages come from the same place. Yeah, your mouth. <laughs> That's a cheap cop out. Yeah. All languages come from the same place. <laughs> there, audience, we've addressed it. We fixed it. Up. Yeah, like maybe she's that wondrous. Maybe all the other Amazons can't understand. Like maybe it's a special power. Like. That's irritating. <laughs> a girlfriend of Diana's, Aethra. Aethra? Aethra? It should be Aethra. 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 Thank you, Kelly. She's our linguist. All those years of Latin finally get me somewhere. Ancient Greek. A girlfriend of Diana's, Aethra. More student than athlete and very lovely. Hurries gracefully to her side. <laughs> He's got to think of his new girl voice. Mm. He's got a super awesome older lady. Like... <laughs> It just fucking murders every time. I wait for it every time. I'm like, what is he going to do? That should be the queen. It's should be, we call it up. I don't think any of them are like old. Yeah, no, no they're true. all they're all strapping young women. I mean, if the fates come along, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to whip out Jesse Custer's grandma for sure. She's awesome. Uh, Louisa, Louisiana accent and everything. <laughs> all right. Um... Diana, is that really a... Steve. I'm a Steve. This is unbelievable. What's to be done with him? That's for the queen to decide. Now I'm talking to myself <laughs> as two women. It's going to be rough. This is going to be tough. <laughs> Come with us to the court. 
It never occurred to me not to. She falls into step, whispering into Diana's ear. Diana looks briefly shocked. Well, I would have. Well, you can. <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> now what? Ithra? Ithra? Ithra. Now Ithra's caddy. I've decided. <laughs> <laughs> no, that checks out. Interior, Queen's Chamber, afternoon. Hippolyta is every inch a queen. Noble, beautiful, thoughtful. She is middle-aged, but very much in her prime. She is approached by Cersei. I cannot do all these women. (laughs) (laughs) But she's older. This is your chance. (laughs) An older woman, Cersei is honest and humble, but her eyes pierce well beyond common sight. I will do Cersei if you will do Hippolyta. But you know Hippolyta and Diana are going to have scenes later. But not that many. Like a few, Josh, and then Hippolyta's you do Hippolyta. gone forever. Hippolyta? Yeah. You're the queen. Uh. Okay. Okay. Let me, hold on. Uh, an older woman, Cersei is honest and humble, but her eyes pierce well beyond common sight. The god returns, my queen. Is this what we thought? A man. <laughs> is Cersei Palpatine? <laughs> 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 something, something, Amazons. <laughs> we will be watching your, con- your we will be watching your career with great interest. Great interest. <laughs> Young Diana. Uh, all this time and the gods still mock us. Alive? Hephaestus would have killed him on the spot, but she was not the first to find him. This news tightens the corners of Hippolyta's mouth, but she shows a lighter face as she turns. Need I bother to ask who was? Close on, Diana. Looking out with defiant reserve. Widen to see this music. Widen to see. Interior exterior, the royal hall, afternoon. I promise I will learn how to speak by the time we're done with this. <laughs> You're doing <episode>. good, man. <laughs> the huge spaces open on all sides to the lush green and shining city around it. Pillars hold up the latticed ceiling. The middle opens to the sky. Hippolyta's throne is a step up from the floor, and she sits in it contemplatively. Ringed around the room are assorted Amazons, counselors, guards, and the curious throng. Steve is on his knees, head low, with Hephaestia by his side to keep him that way. A few paces behind him stands Diana, Ithra, at her side. Sorry, Josh. Do you know where you are? No, I got blown off course. I have no idea where I am. And even if I did, I'd be happy to forget. Now, does this seem like this could be Chris Pine? Yeah. I, I feel it like does. I feel like this is written the same as Chris Pine, mm. Steve Trevor. Yeah, I agree with that. Which is not a complaint. No, I think it's pretty true to character. Let him stand. He does. And as she approaches him, still staying on the landing that gives her height advantage. If we help you repair your glider and send you on your way, you would never speak word of this place? Scout's honor. She whips something at him a glowing rope she had looped in her hand. It loops around him in an instant, binding to itself with a crack that startles everyone there. 
He stands, the glowing golden rope pinning his arms to his sides. This rope was woven at Delphi by the oracles, blessed by Athena herself. Within it there can be no lies, no prevarication, honey? Mm-hmm. Prevarication? No prevarication. You will speak true. I did, except I wasn't a scout. Were you sent here? I was blown here. By a Whoa, s- not yet. <laughs> <laughs> forging, right? That's a, that's the, the, the call sign, forging. I was blown here by a storm nobody else could see. Murmurs. Ithra looks at Diana. She's thinking about the blown here part. Oh, yeah. She's been thinking about that. You know, we're making this script worse than it is. <laughs> Would we do that? For one, for once. <laughs> Ithra looks at Diana, but she is fixated on the proceedings. Where were you headed? Okay, okay. good luck with that uh, one. Alsinja. Alsinja. Alsinja, yeah. On the border of Albania. There's a camp of refugees there. My plane. I think it might be Olsinyi. Olsinyi? A lot of languages pronounce J's as Y's. Olsinyi. On the border of Albania, there's a camp of refugees there. My plane, my glider, has food and medical supplies on it that they need. And if you left, you would never speak of this place? Never. Not for gold? Not for power? No. To save your own life? No. You have friends, family. If they were to be killed or tortured, would you betray us to them? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Much louder murmurs. Hippolyta whips the rope off him. It returns to her already coiled. She moves back to her throne, pondering, turns and addresses the room. No, still not right. (laughs) No man may set foot on this island. This is our first and most sacred law. The penalty for trespass is death. This is absurd. Hippolyta shoots her a look that would shut anyone else up. Laws mean very little to you, Diana. Compared to a life, less than little. The law considers every life. Every woman on this island is under my protection. Thousands of lives to weigh against one. Also, you're made out of clay, so back up off your sanctimony. Your math's a little off, your majesty. Hephaestia moves threateningly toward him. A slight gesture from the queen stops her. The refugee camp I was headed for, they've been cut off from the mainland for months by border wars. They're sick and they're starving. My people have been negotiating and scrounging and bribing to get one relief shipment in. One. You want to kill me? I can't stop you, but I don't really care. My plane doesn't get where she's going. There'll be three dead for every life you think you're saving. What does your law say about that? Your concern is for these refugees. You want to rope me? She thinks, approaching him more closely. And if I told you you must die, but I would ensure these supplies were delivered after? I could trust you to do it? My word as a queen. A moment. He stares at her. Deal. No! Diana! This man is no warrior. An Amazon kills in battle, not in a bloodless negotiation. Whether he means to be or not, this man is a threat to our existence. This is not justice. 
It is what is necessary, and it is my will. The growing murmur stops dead. Diana and Hippolyta stare at each other, each in a controlled ire. Hippolyta turns away to Circe. Make sure he is well housed for the night. Tend to his arm. Leave us all. I would have words with my daughter. Steve looks at Diana, making the connection just as Hephaestia Hephaestia urgently herds him away. The court empties quickly as Hippolyta warily sits and Diana steps up to her. If you're going to ask me to stand by, well... What is the first law? No man shall set foot on this island. What is the first law? No man shall set foot on this island lest the Amazon race should perish. We came here to escape the tyranny of men. She holds out her hands as she speaks, and Diana places hers begrudgingly in them. Hippolyta turns them palms up as the light glints off Diana's bracelets. You wear the symbols of our subjugation, but you don't know what it was like when these were bound and we were powerless. The pain, the shame, the slaughter. No Amazon will ever be bound again. This is why he's not a DJ. (laughs) Turn up! (laughs) Oh, very serious. It's on you, Sean. Did you finish? Yeah. Oh, no Amazon will ever be bound again? Yeah. She moves by Diana as they both look out at Angle, Steve being led down the hill. Steve Trevor may be an honest man, but he connects us to a world more brutish and mad than the one we fled. He cannot peaceably stay, and he cannot be allowed to leave. Do you not see? I see only murder. Your eyes are clouded. They are clear, Mother. Maybe for the first time. She starts to leave. I envy the luxury of your clarity. I am queen of Themyscira. <laughs> I am queen of Themyscira. I don't know how to that it's word. <laughs> My responsibilities weigh heavily on me. It's simpler for those who've never had any. Diana throws her a frustrated look as she goes. Interior, Steve's cell, night. Let's face it, it's really nice. Big, nicely furnished, a big bed, the works. Steve wanders glumly to a table covered with sumptuous fruits and baked goods. He stares at the banquet, picks up a perfect pear. Prison food. She steps out of the shadows behind him. Why don't you care? He turns, not particularly surprised to see her. She comes close as she talks. There is an attraction between them that neither of them mentions, or possibly even knows about. If you live or die, do you really not care? Is this a rescue? So it matters to you. Of course it does. It's just, there's other stuff that matters more. Tell me. Tell you what? About your world. It's nice. It's round. What, what do you want? I, I wonder if there's a reason for your coming. Some sign, something for me to learn. So my imminent death is... Wow. 
all about you. You know, I really should rest up, though, for the, for the dying. Why don't you do this another time? But we... Ushers are out. I'll call you. I mean it. Let's keep in touch. You make no sense. I thought all languages were as one. Let's keep in touch as American for get the hell out of my face. I don't like your manner. And I don't like, and I don't feature spending my last night on Earth playing Discovery Channel for some bored debutante. Wait, hold on. I'm now thinking that Steve Trevor would have been Nathan Fillion. At that time, it would have been pretty good, yeah. Or even Alan Tudyk. But no, he doesn't have the leading man. No. But but I really heard that line as Nathan Fillion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I'm just trying to understand. Understand what? You, your world. You can't. Can't? Can't. Is that another word for you? Means unable to. But you won't even... You and I have nothing in common. He crosses back to the banquet table. Has there ever been a day you didn't have everything you wanted? Have you ever been hungry? Been cold? Worked worked 20-hour days underground for no pay? Been spat on, stepped on, shot at? Your mom is queen of crazy town, but she's right to be scared. You want to stay as far away from the real world as possible. They'd eat you alive, princess. I am an Amazon. Yeah, yeah, bend steel with your bare hands. In my world, you wouldn't last a day. Then we do have something in common. Damn! Burn! (laughs) (laughs) Exterior, Steve Cell, continuing. As she strides glumly away from the room, the guards moving back in front of the doors, we see her at a distance, the camera coming around to find Hippolyta watching her, concern on her face. Table Reads will return after this brief word from our sponsors. What's up, Docs and Docettes? Trevor Thompson, the self-appointed Looney Tunes critic here, and if you like old cartoons and watching online reviewers dissect them, then you probably said the same thing I did about two years ago. Hey, what the fuck? Here, watch your language, bud. Every Saturday morning, I do a brand new commentary of a Warner Brothers short. All throughout the month, I do video essays examining the history of these cartoons. Catch my videos on youtube.com slash ferriswheelhouse2, or just use the hashtag Looney Tunes Critic. And now, here's Eric Bauza, the new voice of Bugs Bunny. You've been listening to the Looney Tunes Critic. Ain't he a stinker? Lights, camera, action. So the movie's kaput. Which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Now, back to Table Reads. Fade in. Interior, temple, night. We are close on Diana as she enters, lost in unhappy thought. At least tell me you looked at it. (laughs) Aithra wraps her arms around Diana from behind puts her head on Diana's shoulder. Diana puts her hand over Ithra's, smiling for the first time in a while. How did you know I'd be here? What night are you not? Nobody knows you as I do. They think you're just restless. They think I'm a child, just like him. And you are. Ithra, I've had more than... Every night, while they sleep, you come here to Athena's temple. What do you ask her for? 
I, I ask what to ask, to know what I want, to be content. I am not what I should be. I can be more. I was meant to be more. I know it. To do something worthy. I ask Athena what that is. And you think she's answered. Can it be coincidence that a man should drop straight from the sky after all this time? You really think you're the only woman on this island? Wait. You really think you're the only woman on this island thinks that was her prayer being answered? (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I know nothing. Only that now I'm also unsettled in my mind. I'm that I'm as unsettled in my mind as I have always been in my heart. Aithra moves to her, takes her hands. Then don't be a child. Don't ask for guidance, for permission. Don't ask anything. Tell Athena what you want. Maybe then you'll hear her reply. Interior Temple, moments later. Diana is alone walking to the statue of Athena. We pop back to see the temple is huge, the statue 30 feet high. Diana kneels before the statue, looking up at it. She bends her head in prayer. We hold on her in near silhouette as a dissolve to morning, possibly with sped up clouds and shadows, shows she has not budged an inch. Interior, temple, morning. She is still looking down when she hears a rustle. On the floor in front of her, a falcon alights. For a moment, they stare at each other. The falcon screams. <laughs> Diana's eyes narrow. Falcon is not a sign of Athena. Just throwing that one out there. Who would it be a sign of? Anybody? Mm, Ares. Horus. <laughs> I mean, why not bring in other pantheons? Yeah, I mean, Shazam did. Shazam. It sure yeah. did. Yeah. Wow, we've been doing a lot of mythology lately. Yeah, yep. we really have. Yeah, we have. Wow. Perfect timing on the music. Yeah, too. we got to break some stuff up here. <laughs> <laughs> Interior, exterior, the Royal Hall, morning. Everyone is gathering. Steve is led forward, wrists unbound. Hippolyta stands. Step forward. He does. I'm afraid nothing has changed. The sentence stands. Yeah, I figured. Hand Cersei a piece of paper. This is all the information on how to get the supplies to Sully. To Dr. Sullivan. She'll know what to do with them. There's a note there for her and the guys. It doesn't say anything about this place. Then you are prepared for your death? (laughs) Is that a joke? I regret this truly. It will be quick. She nods to Hephaestia, who takes a step forward, and a screech fills the air, everyone looking about, as that same falcon wheels in from above, followed by a dozen others. This is their mail service, much like Harry Potter, but like, awesomer. Yeah, I would buy that. That'd be dope. Amazons look about, duck, not terrified, but cautious. The first falcon lands on the queen's throne, screeches at her. Angle, at the feet of the people, we see huge snakes make their way inside as well. People step aside, and the snakes and falcons effectively create a path through the crowd. The queen says nothing. She knows what's coming. Out of the glare of the sun step two sleek panthers. 
walking side by side up the path like bridesmaids. That's weird. And I lost my spot. Steve looks back at them, at the queen. You're gonna kill me with panthers? That's not quick. <laughs> then we see her, coming behind the cats, swashed in cloth that acts as robe and hood. Her feet are sandaled in burnished gold, closed at the toe and reaching almost to the knee, a hint of the warrior's garb beneath the robe. The panthers part, the falcons perch. What is this? I invoke the right of trial. No, no. I absolutely forbid you to. You can't. I don't love the law, mother, but I do know it. No Amazon can be denied the right of trial. Hippolyta looks down. Trial by what? Oh, sorry. Steve leans over to Ithra. Trial by what? Diana pulls off her robe in one swift motion. Combat, of course. Beneath is the outfit. The burnished eagle breastplate. The deep red of the cloth bodice. The skirt. A Greek's leather strip slow in the... That's written weird, right? That's not me? Mm, No, it's written fine. The skirt. A Greek's... Got it. The skirt. A Greek's. Leather strips low in the middle and cut higher at the hips. Dark blue with diamond-shaped silver inlays. The gold sandals matching the wristbands and tiara. A sword is on her hip, which she pulls, pointing at Steve with it. This is the law. If I can defeat Themyscira's greatest warrior in single combat, judgment on this man will be mine to consider, mine to render. He will live, return to his world, and I will go with him. What did you? Whoa! What? Whoa! What? <laughs> Since they were together, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's all good. For a second. <laughs> If this world of his is truly mad, I would know why. I would know what it is we all fear so terribly. I consider it my responsibility. Don't do this. My terms are before the court. A series of games would be necessary to determine. We can waive that ritual, Cersei. Everyone knows who our greatest warrior is. Hephaestus straightens up, satisfaction undermining her glare. She's waited a long time for this match. Would someone please give my mother a sword? What? Burn! Burn! (laughs) (laughs) Damn, these bitches catty as fuck. (laughs) Hippolyta pulls off her own cloaks. Beneath, she too has a fighter's garb, though not as elaborate as Diana's. Cersei nods at a girl who sounds a deep bell. Everyone moves back, including Steve. And the animals. Where did these animals come from? I don't know. They could be native to the island. Yeah, but walking down the hall in a procession like bridesmaids. They crashed on another panther plane. (laughs) Is is this a heretofore unknown Wonder Woman power? I think Guys, this is I'm pretty... going to evoke the trials. Can I get some panthers over here? And snakes. And these snakes. <laughs> and like more falcons, like way more for sure. <laughs> I think this script hasn't been shitty thus far, so we're just digging for stuff. No, no. Picture this scene in your mind as the falcons come in and then the Did snakes. Did you have that same problem in Aladdin? And then the panthers. 
That's Aladdin. There was a blue man <laughs> singing that, about it. That was a choreographed <laughs> dance number. If you want to introduce choreographed dance numbers into this script, then I will allow it. Maybe that's where we're headed. Prince Diana, yes it is. <laughs> that was beautiful. This one is ten regular <laughs> men, definitely. What? Whoa! <laughs> Cersei nods at a girl who sounds a deep bell. I already read that, dumbass. Tight-lipped, Hephaestia presents her sword to Hippolyta. Now spelled with a Y. Instead of an I. Hypo. Okay, hypo. now who's digging? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, that was a very quick change from yeah, one page it was. to the other. it was. Steve watches as... <laughs> so he, re- he wrote the first, like, 24 pages... And uh, someone was like, you know, that's wrong. Then he saved it in Word and it didn't <laughs> fix the last one. Like, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's what happened there. It was 2006, right? Or I guess probably 2005 when he wrote it. True. An ornate chain fence suddenly rises before his face, startling him. Widen to see it rise up on all sides between the two combatants and the audience. Coming up out of long slits in the stone. Steve and Aethra wait close to the fence. Oh, that's me. <laughs> and it's Aethra. <laughs> this must seem strange to you. No, my mom and I did all this, this all the time. Diana and Apolita face each other, each with sword arm out to the side. They bring them in against their chests, blade down, elbow out. An Amazon salute. Then they move. No circling, testing. They're at each other fast as adders snapping. Blades clanging off each other so fast and again, again and again. Each fighter tough and precise and relentless. In Amazon training, they don't teach retreat. Everywhere Diana strikes, Hippolyta counters. Diana tries to control the fight through youth and relentless strength, and though she responds with no less, Hippolyta relies on experience over enthusiasm. Diana gets in close, and Hippolyta grabs her and throws her, a wrestler's throw. Diana rolling and coming back up with her mother's blade already upon her. Diana finds an opening and slices, ripping only fabric as Hippolyta leans back. They sweat, they grimace, they strain, but the fight slows down not a jot. Close on, the others. Steve, Ithra, Hephaestia, the last being the only one who is enjoying this. Diana, yield! Diana gets the hilt of a sword across the jaw. She uses it to spin into a decapitating swipe that's blocked, her sword loosened in her hand. And Hippolyta moves in, a foot planted hard to Diana's stomach, sends her to her knees. Her sword knocked aside as Hippolyta raises hers. No. And brings it down with all her might, Diana screaming in pain as the sword hits her shoulder and shatters on her skin. For a moment, only the clatter of the shards on stone. Then Diana is back up in a flash, swinging at her mother with brutal force. Hippolyta blocks and pulls Diana close. In this world, it may not be the sword that will break. You will be weakened and reviled, daughter. Death is out there. Here you are safe. You're strong. 
you're a princess. And there they will make you nothing. Now will you yield? Diana looks at her with intensity, but no malice. I can't. I know. She steps back, throws her broken sword down. The fences instantly drop, though now they make no sound. We hear nothing but what is between these two as Hippolyta grabs Diana to her and embraces her fiercely, both women exhausted and emotional. Hippolyta kisses her head, takes it in her hands, inches from her face. She whispers urgently, Remember who you are. They will take everything from you but that. She embraces her again. I don't, I don't understand what's happening. She realized she wasn't going to give up. So she gave up. Yeah. Oh. Diana wins. Oh. Yay. Yay, you live. Okay, great. Exterior of the city, day. From above, we see the chamber. We may think it's the same scene, but Steve's plane roars into frame and heads off island, the camera following it towards the far-off clouds. Fade out. So, guys, I have to say, we got into the script enough that we got to the end of the episode and didn't take a break in the middle. So, I'm just going to have to, like, edit one in and just jump right back in instead of doing the little talking after the break we normally do. Right. So That's fair. So, so, lots of stuff happened in this script. So, I'm, like, super engaged with it after that last shit show that we just read. Like... I actually think yeah. that was a pretty dope scene of the It was daughter. awesome, right? Very well written. Like, there was a fight. It wasn't, he stabbed him. It's right. over. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. This is miles better than, yeah. than Gladiator. And I'm sure it will continue to be. I did call that this would be a, a well-written yeah, script. that's true. But even, like, the arc of that, fighting her mother, I think is a really cool dynamic that... But at this point, we are just in firmly established Wonder Woman mythos territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. Once she leaves the island, starts all talking to all the guys in it's, uniforms, it's a whole new right? Game. Yeah, yeah. Which we're about to be at next episode. And I'm interested to see how Joss makes this uh, a shit show, sexist in because that's the word that's used every time anyone talks about it is sexist, which is. Hard to believe, honestly. I don't know. I bet Steve is going to have to save her at some point. Probably from some sort of sexual slavery. Probably. One of Wonder Woman's um, golden age weaknesses was that she would be rendered completely powerless if a man manacled her wrists. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I feel like they're setting that up here. Yeah. And yeah, sure. That's true to the origins of the character. But, but of at the all same the time, like, choose. let's not do that because yeah. that is real troublesome and uh, much better left out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think everyone can agree that, except for probably Joss. Because also during the '40s, like Wonder Woman was so often just like a bondage fantasy. Yeah, kind well, of thing. what woman in comics wasn't because of that weakness? She was bound up every. Every, yeah. every yeah, issue. Every it comic, was like, yeah. oh, how are we going to tie Wonder Woman up this week? <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know that was creepy. It was the yeah, idea. It was, yeah, yeah. it was Bill Goldman right here in the room. <laughs> She's such a lovely girl. <laughs> She's, She's a beautiful toddler. She's a, oh, 20? I'm out. <laughs> Too old for me. Yeah, what, 16? Oh, oh, oh. All right, guys. Um, let's get down to business. Josh, what you got? Oh, uh, if you would love to hear my melodious tones on any of your projects for any kind of voiceover podcast, you know, whatever you're into, those kind of things, uh, you can find me at joshuajbaker.com. My demos are up there. Uh, I'm actually super busy right now, but shoot me an email. I will do my best to get in touch with you and we'll hook up. It'd be awesome. Do that. Kelly, go. Uh, I'm knee deep in cosplay right now, getting ready for Dragon Con, and this will probably be live before I finish. So uh, keep me in your thoughts <laughs> as, I, as I pull uh, four weeks of all nighters. Um, check out the fruits of my labors and uh, my backlog of um, mental breakdowns on Instagram or Facebook at X Kira Kelly, X K I R A K E L L Y. And as always, you can find Table Reads anywhere in the world that you get your podcasts. If YouTube is your thing for um, podcast listening for some reason, you can go to youtube.tablereadspodcast.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at The Table Reads. Or find us on Facebook at at facebook.com slash Table Reads. Uh, Like and subscribe, tell your friends about us, and, uh, you know, we'll miss you. This podcast was created by Sean McBee. For more, visit TableReadsPodcast.com. Cut to black.